I believe my eyes do deceive me. Minnie, you're still out of the basement. He Apparently hasn't, you He hasn't found me yet. You've been on the run since you broke out last Monday. <laughs> Dude, it's been rough. I He's yeah, he's so, everywhere. The fact he hasn't found me yet is surprising. Alright, so in that case, we're gonna we're gonna try to get through this Monday night raw review and hopefully Senior Lucha Dome doesn't show up. I know, knock on wood, the, look around. The, the, the door's barricaded. I should be okay. All righty. Well, let's uh, let's keep this going before he shows up. But hello, all you Biconics wrestling nerds out there. It is another weekly dose of the Raw Squad reviews for Monday Night Raw. We are reviewing the Monday Night Raw after the Royal Rumble. So this Monday Night Raw comes from Monday, January 29th, 2024. I am one of your hosts, Mikey, and joined with me this week, still out of the basement, Minnie, my compatriot. Hello. We're going to... Hi. I'm so happy to have you back. We're going to try to get through this as quickly as we can because uh, Senior Lucha Don't is still on the loose and we uh, we don't want him interrupting our review. So, so we shall see. All righty. This was an interesting Monday Night Raw. I thought this sets up a lot of stuff for Elimination Chamber as well as down the road for WrestleMania. But we're going to talk about some certain points as we get to them because uh, certain things have shifted the picture of what we're getting at WrestleMania this year, which is going to be... We'll, we'll get into more detail about that. So, well, I mean, more detail. I mean, it's right off yeah. the rip. CM Punk tore his tricep. It won't be there for Mania. You know, the whole reason why he came back. <laughs> so, let yeah, let's just rip the Band-Aid off. So, first and foremost, we kick off the show. Pat McAfee is going to be joining Michael Cole permanently for the foreseeable future. Michael Cole and Pat McAfee will be the Raw commentary team. And Corey Graves and Wade Barrett are going to be the SmackDown commentary team. So that's going to be going on forward. But let's just rip the Band-Aid off. So, CM Punk kicks off the show this week. And basically, he talks about, you know, the Royal Rumble itself. He's, you know, I came close. I'm not even mad. I want to congratulate Cody Rhodes. I hope, you know, he goes to WrestleMania to finish his story. I don't want anyone to feel sorry. You know, I tore my triceps. This is just a bump in the row. WrestleMania is not in the cards right now, but there's always next year. And basically, he's talking about this. And who should interrupt him but Drew McIntyre, who totally hunkers down and doubles down on his heel persona. I'm not a spiritual person, but I prayed for this, and it happened. I'm like, damn, Drew. I was like, damn. But it looks, it looks like he's enjoying himself being a heel right now. Like, his body think, language and everything, yeah. it looks like he's really enjoying being a heel. Yeah, I like Drew as a face, but I feel that he does bet not better but he's able to do more and it seems he enjoys himself more when he's a heel but yeah drew said that he's not a spiritual person but he prayed for punk to get hurt and it happened and then when he got into the royal rumble drew made sure to target him you know punk may have won the battle but he didn't win the war so essentially this is riding punk out with the injury because it looked like punk got hurt after getting claimed by drew in the match so Punk's going to rehab the injury when he returns to main WrestleMania, you know, WrestleMania next year. And he's going to come after Drew McIntyre. 
And then this is when Drew beats up CM Punk and lays him out in the middle of the ring to write Punk off with this injury. Then Sami Zayn came is, out and yeah, Sami Zayn came out the for save. the save. Drew, you know, scurried on to the back, and this is how we kicked off Monday Night Raw. It really, really sucks that Punk comes back only for him to be out for a whole year. I'm like, damn it, man. Uh, what are we gonna? That that unfortunately sucks. And I'm really, really hoping because we're going to talk about Cody's thing a little bit later. But I really hope that they don't swap who Cody's going to go after because that that's that's really going to sour a lot of people. But Minnie, how do we feel about Punk missing WrestleMania this year and then being gone for the next eight to ten months? It really threw a wrench in like everybody's plans. Now our whole WrestleMania cards that we're predicting was going to happen are completely like out of left field. What the hell is going on now? Because like our original prediction was going to be like, hey, Seth, CM Punk, Roman, Cody. Now it's like, we don't know what's going on. Now they could they could actually now do Cody Seth versus Rock and Roman, but that means Roman is going to hold the belt probably for another year because I don't see him dropping it at any other point besides WrestleMania. Honestly, best case scenario for me, if we really wanted to go there, I still want Cody versus Roman, but then you could just hot shot, you know, what happened last week where we get Gunther versus Seth at WrestleMania, so... But that would mean that Gunther either needs to lose that IC title or, you know, be like, pull a Samoa Joe and just vacate it. <laughs> or he can just drop it night one and have the match against Seth night two. You know what? I would be a pretty okay with that as well, honestly. I don't even know at this point, though, who, who takes it off him? <sighs> That's a good I, question. I don't know very many people on the Raw roster that would be able to like have a decent run after what Gunther did. Maybe if they decide to pull the trigger on Chad Gable or they have Sammy take it, mm-hmm. but that's about it. But yeah. Yeah. But or returning a whole bunch. or returning Sheamus would be fun for a little bit. Yes. It's only built. He hasn't won. That's very fair. He's just one championship away from being a Grand Slam champion. So that would definitely be something for Sheamus. But yeah, it definitely throws a wrench into what happens now. And uh, we're going to talk about one of those wrenches in a little bit when we get to it. But this opened up Monday Night Raw. Then we kind of head backstage where we see the Judgment Day just chilling and this Judges Day is like, we're done with distractions. We're about It's about sending a message and it's time to remind everyone who we are, which then leads into Finn and Damien getting ready because they have their match coming up. And this is for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships where Damien Priest and Finn Balor take on DIY. This match ruled. And this, is, <laughs> this match was everything I wanted it to be. I'm finally happy the crowd started cheering for DIY. Like, it took them this long for them to finally start giving the reaction they deserve? Like, come on. 
I mean, it's better that they. I'm just happy they did it now, and then they never yeah. got the reaction. But yeah, this this town supported DIY. It was great. This match was very phenomenal. Of course, DIY working well as a tag team. Finn and Damian working pretty good as a tag team. This was a good match. But yeah, Damian and Finn end up retaining the undisputed tag team championships, which I think they're holding on to these until WrestleMania, and I think they're gonna drop them at WrestleMania. I wonder to who. Yeah. I mean, you can get a rematch with DI against DIY later because we do have time to build that up. But I'm very interested, you know, because we've been talking about, you know, Seth's title and Roman's title. And then I'm just looking. I wonder where the other how the other titles are going to go. I think KO I beats mean, Logan Paul on Mania. So we, you think it's going to be KO versus Logan Paul at Mania? Yeah, so I think the since the United States title had its match at... Uh, Rumble, it's going to be the IC title up for grabs at Chamber. And then at Mania, since it's two nights, I think every belt goes up during Mania. Um, so I think KO gets his rematch at Mania. And then whoever Gunther is going to fight for the IC belt, if he doesn't just vacate it, I highly doubt they're going to make him just vacate it. Um, right. That that win will be monumental for whoever is going to be the next big star they want to push for the main event. I think. I think here, man. Actually, this reminds me. I think um, Braun Breaker takes it off Gunther. You know what? I would like that. I'm interested to see where Braun ends up, though. And we'll talk about you know a certain. He got mentioned by a certain general manager backstage when we get there. So, so I we'll, think that we'll happens wait until we get to that part. But yeah, I, I think he takes it. Uh, yeah. I think Braun would be that would be. Already looks really strong. How do we make him look stronger? Because he's definitely going to be in the main event picture in the future. I, dude, is too talented to not put him there. And since Vince isn't there, we don't have to worry about the Steiner, the Steiner name fucking them over. Yeah. So hopefully that will definitely happen. But speaking of screwing people over, so after the match, Truth, our Truth comes in. Damien's just like Truth. You were never in the Judgment Day. I really like you, but I'm not going to do this. And then Dominic and everybody else destroys R-Truth. Miz tries to come in for the save. Doesn't happen. So R-Truth looks like to be officially thrown out of the Judgment Day. That's who takes the titles at Mania. <laughs> awesome truth. Miz and Truth? Ah, hell. I think that's who does it. That'd be funny. <laughs> Honestly, that'd be funny. <laughs> Sorry, I like though for a little bit. Uh, that yeah. turn like when he was getting jumped. Um, Damien doesn't even do it; he just leaves. He's just like I'm gone. Bye. <laughs> because he he likes our truth. He doesn't want to beat him up. He already hit him with the stiffest forearm that I've ever seen at the Rumble. Ooh, right. I was just like, yikes. Uh, so from here. We talked a little bit about off camera. This is where we get like the two minute women's tag match. <laughs> Shayna Baszler, Zoe Stark, Piper Niven, Chelsea Green. I was just like, Mleh. we were doing so well too. Yeah, they were doing. They were consistent a few weeks in a row of great matches, great matches, great matches. 
Then two minutes, I was like, why? I think <laughs> this entire thing was just showing that, I, that Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark are going to be your next number one contenders for the, against the Kabuchi Warriors. I think that's all this match was showing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Zoe Stark's hits Chelsea Green with the uh, Z360. Mm-hmm. Call of the day. I do like the commentary, though, when they're allowing Ch- uh, uh, God, what was her name? Uh, the ring announcer or something, Irvin. Samantha Irvin. Yeah, Samantha um, Irvin. Let her do the ring announcement of the way she says Chelsea Green. And then when she's coming out, Pat McAfee uh, tells Michael Cole that I, uh, you didn't say her name right. You got to say her name right. And he has to say it like that, too. I thought that was funny. <laughs> but that was like I the main highlight of the match. Yeah, it was a quick one. Continues to show Shayna and Zoe are you know, the number one contenders. And uh, we'll see what happens with all that. Then we get into the second wrench because now with everything that happened with CM Punk being out and not being going to be at WrestleMania this year, then we get into Cody coming down to the ring, you know, to cut a promo about the fact that he won the Rumble and that he's going to be able to pick his opponent. And before he gets a chance to talk, Seth Rollins interrupts (laughs) and basically (laughs) tells. Cody, he's like, listen, man, you don't want to pick Roman Reigns for your to go up against. That title hasn't been relevant since Roman got it. This is like, do I love Seth's comparison here? Do you want the Hulk Hogan championship, you know, which is what Roman is holding down and then listed a bunch of reason? Or do you want the Dusty Rhodes championship, which is what he's holding the blue collar work rate, workhorse title, all that good stuff. I'm sitting here and I'm like, dang, Seth is making some really good points. At the same time, I'm also like, damn it, Seth, we cannot persuade Cody Rhodes to go after you. I want to see Cody go after Roman. (laughs) Yeah, we need Roman to finally fucking lose that belt. Seriously. And look, I know there's a lot of people out there who love seeing this multi-year Roman Reigns title reign. And more power to you. However... This is coming from two individuals who were at WrestleMania together last year and just the sheer amount of sadness, disappointment, and just shock and awe that was that two-hour card ride home after night two watching Cody lose to Roman and how pissed we all were Dude, about we it. we were angry. That was the, like, we were like, man, after night one, because the night one drive back, we're like, that was awesome. Oh, my God, look like this. They did this, they did this. Night two, we're just like... <laughs> This was stupid. But that we triple threat so- match for the Intercontinental Championship, though, that was dope. But that main event was stupid. That, that main event made me sad. And it was crazy. I was like, we were pressed like a panini. It was ridiculous. And I'm really afraid because Punk getting hurt derails, you know, Punk versus Seth, like what the reports are saying. I, I think Cody versus Seth would be a really fun match. However, I... To have Cody win the Rumble to pick Seth, and this is not a knock on Seth, I feel that it's a consolation prize, and I would rather have Cody go up against Roman and take that title off of him and finally get a redo of waiting a whole entire year to go back to WrestleMania, and then to have Cody beat Roman would be great. But now I'm worried because of Punk getting hurt, and if we don't have another legit contender for Seth, I think they might do Cody versus Seth, which makes... Sad a little bit. 
No, I think because of the... I think a SmackDown guy is going to go after Seth. I think they're going to switch the belts and switch what show they're on. Since if Cody goes after Roman, that puts May both belts on the on the Raw roster. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to have a SmackDown guy go after Seth's belt and switch because huh. it's yeah. it's always been like the big the big gold was on the, the you know big gold World Heavyweight Championship was on SmackDown and the WWE Championship was on Raw. So I think they're going to try to go back to doing that. Is my guess right? Uh, so, again, I thought Seth's promo was actually really good. I love the comparison to the two belts. Roman's title is being compared to Hulk Hogan, which mm, we have discussed on other episodes how we feel about him. And then the Dusty Rhodes title being on Seth because he is the workhorse you know, champion and whatnot. And I think it's going to be a really fun one. Then the next big thing we get in an other, another really fun match, Jay Uso versus Bronson Reed with IC title, you know, uh, implications and Jay beating Bronson Reed. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. Main event. Jay Uso gets a win. That was another person I was like, that could go after Seth's belt was Jay. Right. Um, I don't think he's ready for a main belt like that, but he could be another person to dethrone Gunther. Right. And you know, yeah, I don't know if Jay's the right person to dethrone Gunther, but honestly, I def, I still hear the reports that it's going to be Jimmy versus Jay at WrestleMania, which, you know, I think would be phenomenal. But how are we going to build that up if they're on two separate brands? I don't know, because like I'm going to I was this is one of the, uh, the things I'm going to go a little bit to a tangent about the rumble. I know I wasn't there for the review, but I'm going to talk about it right here because I'm here. Do it. They had Jimmy and Jay come out one and two, and that was about the extent of what we saw of them. Now, yeah, Jimmy was trying to dap up anybody who hit Jay, but Jay didn't eliminate Jimmy, and Jimmy didn't eliminate Jay. There was no continuation of that story. And that was the easiest story they could ever do at the Rumble, was Jimmy and Jay, because they came out one and two. I was like, if you're all going to do this, have them either eliminate each other, one eliminates the other, and then have that story going into Mania. But I don't think that story is going to happen because of the Seth, because of the CM Punk injury. They could do that for Chamber, but because of that, I think they need Jay to take a belt at Mania to do something. Like they could have Jay Gunther night one and then Gunther Seth night two. Yeah, I could see that happening. Again, we're doing a lot of speculating because with Punk being out on injury, this throws a lot of things into question. But we do have a pit stop at Elimination Chamber, and then we literally have a whole entire month's build for WrestleMania. So we shall see. I thought the match itself was really, really fun. Bronson doing big Bronson things, but Jay being able to have to take down the big man that is Bronson in order to win. Very, very smart. Looks Makes Bronson still look great, but then also proves that Jay is a little bit smarter than people give him credit for. That's awesome. Okay. So, backstage, we see a returning Andrade. He is talking to Adam Pierce, and he signs a contract. So, Andrade is officially going to be on Raw, which I'm like, definitely gives a big boost in rest for Raw in terms of another person that you can throw in here. 
listen, I am happy wherever Andrade is happy at. So I'm happy he came back. I wish there was just more people to come back at, during the Rumble. Yeah, and like I discussed it in the review last night, the men's Rumble wasn't bad. It was just very predictable. There was no really any surprises outside of Andrade returning. Andrade, and, and then and then the what? Um, I just talked about him, and I brain farted his name. Uh, Ron Breaker. Ron Breaker. I kept thinking Bron- my brain was going Bronson Reed. It wasn't Bronson. Bron- Bron Breaker did. Yeah, Braun supposedly being the replacement for a certain uh, wrestler being pulled at the last minute because of some certain allegations that happened. I thought Braun, Carmelo, and yeah, Carmelo and Braun were nice surprise. All the NXT dudes and Andrade being there was fun, but the rest of the men's rubble, it wasn't bad. It was just very predictable. Right. Where the women, they dropped out Jade Cardigill and went, oh shit, she's going to (laughs) win. Okay, the Women's Rumble, we had a whole bunch of things happen. We had the return of Naomi. We had the TNA Knockouts Women's Champion, Jordan Grace, was in that number five. I'm like, holy shit. Listen, me and Andrew watched that thing for the watch-along, and we literally were screaming like two pre-bessent teenage girls when Jordan Grace came out because we're like, what in the hell is happening? TNA is now in WWE. Like, TNA... WWE, that was crazy to me. It was so good. Uh, Jordan and Naomi having an interaction was good. Jade Cargill came out here and did the damn thing. She threw out Nia Jax, and then her and Bianca had that stare off. And I'm like, I want to see that match down the line. Jade versus Bianca would be so good. And then we also had a returning Liv Morgan, too. I was just like, the women's match had everything. It had surprises. It had fun spots. It had a bunch of different things and i was like yeah the women's rumble was the match of the night for me the whole thing it's what saved the rumble in my opinion if the women's match was if if it was predictable like the men's that rumble would have been pretty bad yeah i'm just like the the women's royal rumble kicked off the show and it literally saved it and carried it that's what it gave that's why i gave it like a six and a half seven because that women's rumble saved the rest of the card because Fatal 4-Away was decent. I liked the Logan Paul-Kevin Owens match, but I hated the ending because I hate overbookiness. And then the men's rumble was just boring. <laughs> but and the Fatal 4-Away, we already knew who was winning. He's not losing. And then I already called it, too. I was like, AJ's taking this pin. So it was AJ that took the pin? Yeah, AJ took the pin. <laughs> I was like, AJ took the pin. Because they're, they're not going to pin Randy because this only turned into a fatal four-way match because the higher-ups didn't want the one-on-one match between Roman and Randy because they didn't want Randy to get pinned so early in his return. You can't pin LA Knight because you already got pinned by Roman at Crown Jewel back in November. So the only logical choice is AJ's taking this pin, and sure enough, he did. But we digress. So if you want to check out the full thoughts of our Royal Rumble review, go check that video out because uh, I give my thoughts on everything. But back to the segment at hand. Nick Aldis is kind of mad at Andrade for not even considering to go into SmackDown, but it is what it is. So uh, before Andrade leaves, he tells, oh, one more thing. Nick Aldis, make sure you tell Zelina. I say hi. I was like, ah. Uh. 
Listen, and according to the reports, Buddy Matthews and Malachi Black from AEW may come back to WWE when their contracts are up. I was like, what is happening right now? Oh, oh, we're about to get a Buddy Matthews-Dominic Mysterio feud. For the mommy, honestly. And then Malachi Black with his with his wife, Zelina, too, man. I mean, we'll see what happens with this. But then the shocker came. So Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis are still at each other's throats. They hate each other's guts as rival general managers, which I love seeing. But Nick Aldis is getting a phone call. It's like, oh, I got to talk about this. Hey, Braun, what's up? I was like, Braun Breaker to SmackDown? Let's go. <laughs> Him and Carmella need to go up to main roster. I think it's time for both of them to head up to main roster at this point. I think once Me the... and Will have been saying this. For... Once yeah, the once... Dusty Rhodes uh, thing is over. I think Braun and I think Braun and Carmelo, I think both of them will head up to main roster post stand and deliver in April because we have ve- we have the Vengeance Day pay-per-view this upcoming Sunday, and then we have two months until stand and deliver. So we'll see where everyone lands. But yeah, I'm hoping that Braun and Carmelo move up to main roster. I think it's time for them to come up to the main roster. All right. So now we go from one backstage segment to another. This is where we see Miss Becky Lynch, which by the hair, I forgot to say this during the review. I love the darker hair scheme. It looks good on her. (laughs) I like it. It's really good. But we go backstage. Becky basically says, you know, not winning the Rumble. She let herself down. She let a lot of people down. The only way to stay down is to give up. And Becky's not planning to do so. So she's going to be moving to plan B, which is to train a little harder, to be train a little, you know, fight smarter, fight a little dirtier, and keep going and fighting until she gets back to the top, which basically solidifies the fact that if this women's chamber match for, you know, to face Rhea at WrestleMania is what's going to happen at the Elimination Chamber, then this is for sure building up Becky's underdog story where she needs to win that chamber match in order to get to Rhea at this point, because she didn't win the Rumble. I like seeing an underdog Becky. I love seeing it. It's been a while since we've seen her having to fight for uh, the position to get to WrestleMania, because she's just so damn good. And half the time, she is champion going into WrestleMania, but now she has to fight for her spot to be the challenger. Right. I'm excited to see where this goes, and I really hope that women's Elimination Chamber match is for the spot to face Rhea at WrestleMania. Okay. So now, I'm going to be honest. We're getting into my match of the night for me. The Intercontinental Championship match between Gunther and Kofi Kingston. Both of these men turned it out. <laughs> they, 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 well, I mean, Kofi. You have forget this dude's been in this company for damn near 20 years at this point. Yes, I think Gunther, who has not put on a... I don't think Gunther slash Walter has put on a bad match since he's been on the main roster. Oh, absolutely not, man. That's a testament to both of them, and people keep forgetting that Kofi, like you said, has been with this company forever, and he can wrestle outside of the comedy spots and the booty flakes and the pancakes with New Day. Like, he is a legit wrestler, and this was my match of the night just because... I knew with Guthera is going to be a good match, and Kofi turning it out just made it even better. Unfortunately, Kofi's efforts were not able to match Gunther's because Gunther does defeat him and retain the Intercontinental Championship. 
Gunther using the, the, the unnamed power bomb as his finisher because he just beats the fuck out of you and then power bombs you 19 times and then you lose. It's just ruthlessness and I love seeing it in Gunther. Gunther's the embodiment of ruthless aggression. Honestly, and I'm going to be honest, currently he is NXT champion, but when Ilya comes to main roster, I'm ready for that rematch between the two of them. Don't, don't get me excited like that. It's going to happen down the line when Ilya goes to main roster. I'm Abs- ready for their rematch. Absolutely. Just don't get me excited like that. I don't I don't need this right now. I was already excited for Seth CM Punk, but that's not happening. I just, don't, don't get me excited like that. Fine. But trust me, it's going to be it's going to be something to look forward to in the future. From here, we get our second women's match of the evening. This is the Kabuki Warriors. Defending their titles against Natalia and Tegan Knox for some reason. This is a decent little match, but the Kabuki Warriors retain their cha- titles, which then leads into the fact that Kaden and Katana, which I'm going to kind of throw their segment into this, they're getting a rematch against the Kabuki Warriors. I'm like, yes, round two. I want to see more of these two teams because they are that good. Yeah, this is another women's match that was just uh, there, and it was kind of short still, too. At least we had more than one woman's match, though, on the card. Yes, that is for sure a definite thing, and that's more I can say than what we talk about over on the Dynamite review, where we literally get one women's match a week, if that. (laughs) Jokes on you. I don't even watch AEW. I watch Collision, Rampage, and Dynamite. I cover all three. Like you watch all the wrestling, Mikey, and it's it's terrible. I watch all the wrestling. As the boss you, man, I'm here to fill in the roles. You, it's yeah, it's. Uh, John Cena said this on Logan Paul's podcast. But, you know, being a dedicated wrestling fan is a full time job. Yes, hopefully we can get up with WWE. Yeah, hopefully this turns into something that we can actually start to pay our bills with. Because if we can oh, do this full time awesome. and it pays our bills, then I'm totally down Speaking for it. Speaking of that, uh, we'll talk off camera once we're done. I, I, there is a possible uh, opportunity to bring somebody on for a podcast episode. Ooh, we'll talk off camera. You have me interested. Just like Bailey's promo had me interested because not... <laughs> So Bailey comes out with the rest of damage control. You know, she talks about her win at the Rumble. And before she could just tell us who she's going to be facing at WrestleMania, Nia Jax comes in. And basically, she tells Bailey, Bailey, you can pick EO. You can pick anyone else because Rhea isn't going to make it to WrestleMania, which I th- which speaks to what you talked about earlier in the episode, where I think it's going to be Rhea versus Nia at Elimination Chamber. Nia's going to try to take out Rhea, but it's not going to happen. And, They're not going to make you know, mommy we, moves in her home country. No. And this was this was after that Rhea comes out to chastise Bailey, and then Nia just obliterates Rhea in front of Bailey. I was like, damn. The, the, all Devil Chills was watching and laughing in the background. I thought that was funny. Yeah, and then they leave Bailey in the corner alone as they exit, as Nia's coming towards them. They're like, we're getting out of this. So Bailey is going to tell us her decision on Friday Night SmackDown. So we're going to have to watch this Friday. And then me, you, and Professor will have to figure, we'll review it and see if it's what we predict, which is Bailey versus EO. But we'll see what happens with that. 
Finally, we get to our main event. Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn. This is Sami's first match since coming back from hiatus. Since, you know, injured-wise. Whether it was real or if it's work. Who knows at this match. This was a really good main event. I really enjoyed this. And I have to say, the ending was very creative. Because I couldn't tell if it was an accident or on purpose that Drew low-blowed Sami Zayn for the win. And I was just like, ooh, he's getting dirtier tactics. I like Drew McIntyre being a dirty player in the game. <laughs> Drew is flourishing in this heel role. Uh, I don't like the, the fact that his own reason why he, I mean, it's like a, a reasonable thing of like, I wanted to win the championship because when I won it, there was nobody in the audience. My biggest achievement in the company was in front of a dead crowd. That, okay, that makes, that could make sense. But like him being a little crybaby about it. I didn't really like until you started full setting the heel. And I'm like, you know what? I can get behind this. I 100% agree. This match was really, really great. But then, of course, this is Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn, who are both phenomenal wrestlers. But this was a fun and main event. Drew picks up the win. And this is how we go off the air for Raw this week. So that does bring us to the end of this week's uh, Raw Squad review. A lot of setting up of different things for WrestleMania, what's to come at Elimination Chamber, and now that the Royal Rumble is in the rear view, we now have four weeks until Elimination Chamber. Holy crap, it's going to come by really quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's going to. But before we sign off, we need to do our final thing and rate this episode. So here on the Raw Squad Reviews, we do an out of 10 scale where uh, we give our thoughts as to why we rated it and whatnot. So I'm going to give this a solid just with everything. I'm actually going to give this like a 7.8 out of 10 for me. I think, you know, minus the two quick women's matches, I think Raw did a good job trying to keep me invested and trying to move pieces around to figure out what the road to WrestleMania looks like, given that Punk is out on injury, which totally sucks. I like seeing heel Drew. I love seeing Becky kind of have to be the underdog, which she hasn't been in a little bit. And I like that certain people got some wins here and momentum's being built for them. And I'm excited to see what happens at Chamber because we're building up towards that. So I give this like a 7.8 out of 10. I thought this was a pretty solid Raw. Seth's promo probably was the best promo for me of the night. I thought that was fantastic the way he described the championships. I'm like, he is speaking facts the way that me and you and the rest of the Iconics boys has been talking about this for the last year and a half or so about how we feel about Roman Reigns' long-ass title reign. Since last Mania. Yeah, I, I give this an 8 out of 10 minis. Uh, it uh, this would be a ten if Seth was if CM Punk wasn't hurt. It 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 they're doing a good job of trying to figure out what the hell is gonna they're gonna do within the week time that they had to kind of figure out what the hell they're gonna do. So it's keeping everything still up in the air. Like oh we don't know what's going on, but they're also still like solidifying some other storylines. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see what what we got going on by the time uh, WrestleMania is here. Oh, absolutely. I cannot wait to see what ends up happening with all of this. But that is going to be it this week for the Raw Squad review. 
So tune in next week as we bring you another episode. We shall see if Senior Lucha don't find you, Minnie, and lost you back in the basement. But only time will tell. Please don't. It's dark. Let's see what happens with that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I need to talk to Senior Luchado. Hopefully, we can come to an agreement where he lets you out ever so often. So we we we'll, we'll talk about it when we're later. But if you enjoyed this review and want to check out more of our stuff here on the Biconics YouTube channel, make sure you explore this. Hit subscribe, hit that bell notification to get all the no you know when videos get uploaded and premiered and things like that, and just some other fun stuff we have here on the YouTube. If you can't commit to watching our reviews on YouTube, you can also subscribe to us wherever your favorite podcasting network is, and you can take our beautiful voices with you on the go. It is 2024, and we literally are anywhere and everywhere. If you want to see something different, like when these reviews go up, as well as some fun stuff, you can follow us all over the social medias at BC WrestlePod. And if you like what we do and want to see us expand our content anymore, we now have a Patreon. So you can go over at the Biconics Wrestling Podcast on Patreon and you can drop us a little tippy-poo if you want and uh, become an exclusive Biconics Wrestling Podcast member and get access to never-before-seen videos and exclusives like our pay-per-view watch-along. The most recent one was me and our other host, Andrew, we watched the Royal Rumble, and uh, you can watch us react to Jordan Grace making her debut, like her in-ring wrestling WWE thing from TNA, which was really interesting. You could talk, uh, you can watch us like groan at the Roman Reigns match, and just all sorts of other stuff, which is going to be a really fantastic time. But this has been I am Mikey, I known as El Jefe around these parts, from Minnie and the rest of the Biconics boys. Remember. Take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, stay iconic, all you guys, gals, nyan binary pals, he, she's, they's, and gays of the internet land. We see, we'll see you next week for another Raw Squad review, but until then, ta-ta for now. Thank you so much for tuning in to another Vibe Tribe production. What's going to happen next time? Well, you're going to have to tune in to find out. But until then, remember, take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, make sure that you keep the good times rolling. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time.